welcome to the seventh episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Laura McFadden, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Fozzie. Hey, guys. And Kyle Winan. Hey. Miranda's in Disney World. That is so not fair. It might be a little bit fair. I mean, have you gone to Disney World, Lauren? Uh, twice. Have you gone, Fozzie? Twice. Well, I've never gone, so it's unfair to me, and it's fair Aww. to you. <laughs> Marina has been several times, I think. Lucky girl. But uh, yeah, she said, she said she's doing research down there. She's uh, <laughs> scattering some information for Kingdom Hearts Union. That's good. Totally. Yeah, and I'm sure she'll be eating lots of ice cream and, yes, dancing with random characters. <gasps> no, the best thing about Disney World, okay, go into one of the theme hotels and then get... Mickey Mouse pancakes. They are the best things in the entire world, and I love them. Speaking of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Speaking of Mickey Mouse, he's in this game we might have heard of. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a two-segment show. First segment will be news, then our question segment and outro. As always, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented and produced by GamingUnion.net and comes out there as well as the iTunes store. And we actually we have a new editor now. Yes, which uh, is our one and only show update. I'm very happy to announce that I quit. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have a, a new podcast editor. So it's not only produced by GamingUnion.net, it's produced by Tweaks Music. And a uh, little info on that. Brian Arnold is the man. He's a friend of mine. And he's actually the composer of our intro, our lovely Kingdom Hearts Union music. He's got a master's in sound design and is an audio engineer and composer, of course. An amazing composer. <laughs> So Tweaks Music is the production company, so we'll be crediting Tweaks Music a ton. Well, maybe not a ton, you know, beginning and end. But uh, he's now the man behind podcast production. So what does that mean? The podcast will sound much better, even better than I made them. And we'll have more music. We'll have audio cues throughout the show as we uh, get more work done on the music. And in the near future, we'll be able to do more Kingdom Hearts Union episodes instead of doing them once every three weeks. And they might be longer. We're thinking about maybe 45 minutes. This feels like a good length. Yeah. It does, because to be honest, once we hit the half an hour mark, we feel like we didn't get to say all we wanted to say, but I think 45 will be good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be testing the uh, podcast release dates for a few weeks since I edit on the weekends because that's my only free time. Brian doesn't have to worry about that, so uh, he will be editing them on Mondays usually, uh, we think, so we're going to change the release dates to Tuesdays uh, until further notice. And also, no delays. And I'm sorry Kingdom Hearts Union 6 was delayed. That was my fault because I got really busy on the Sunday with family. Family. So uh, a big thanks to Brian Arnold for joining our team. He'll be our sound designer for the whole Gaming Union Network. He'll also be on Minigup and Final Fantasy Union. And we'll try to get him on an episode so we can introduce him to everybody because everybody should love him from now on. And we are in your gratitude. Yes. We love you, Brian. (laughs) All right, so moving on to Kingdom Hearts Union news. Yay! First, shout out to our KingdomHeartsUnion.com news poster, Nick, and content writer, Mike. Woohoo! All right, Kyle, take the first one. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep has sold out in Japan. Well, mostly it sold out in its first week. It sold out an astounding 446,000 copies. Wow. In its second week, it sold another 177,000 copies. Which is, like, incredible. Why didn't it have enough in stock in the first place? Uh, uh, why, why didn't that happen to Final Fantasy thirteen? Didn't they sell, like, a ridiculous amount the first week, and then the second week it was, like, crickets crickets sort of they probably hit how many people wanted to buy the game in the first week i guess yeah but they underestimated kingdom hearts uh, birth by sleep that's incredible though but but i will support that yay kingdom hearts birth by sleep over final fantasy 13 i went not 
Hey, I, I mean, I feel like we've been beating Final Fantasy 13 to a pulp and Birth by Sleep's kind of been under wraps because Birth by Sleep's only really been prominent for the last few months. Yeah. And they've done a very nice job in kind of keeping the suspense up and only releasing little tidbits that keep us like tantalized. Yeah, I think the only mistake to their whole uh, production run marketing hype train thing was uh, there's no Western release date. Yeah. Or maybe it's the perfect part of the plot and I just don't know it yet. <laughs> it, it'll probably be sometime in March because that's the magical Square Enix month. Yeah. They probably don't want to announce it before maybe 13 comes out so they don't kill the uh, excitement for 13 maybe. Well, it seems like they're doing well already so yeah i'm sure this just means more kingdom hearts for you know more dead certainty for that because you know it's already pretty pretty dead certain they need to keep riding the fan wave and get it out in america now it's all gonna be translated by now oh speaking of which i was not actually able to get a quote from him because he's a very busy man but my good buddy richard epcar actually sent me a note on facebook the other day now this is kind of rare because he doesn't contact me a lot it's usually vice versa because you know we're the game site staffer people, and he's, you know, just the voices in these games. He wanted to let us know that he just worked on Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, and he said that he's Xehanort. I'm not sure what that means, because there are several. Like, if we consider the Xehanort that we saw in Kingdom Hearts 2, the young guy with the lab coat, we consider a master Xehanort? Well, I'm guessing. I'm guessing the one in the lab coat, because, I mean, we're going back. Because he was already him once. Yeah, and we're going back back to when Wait, we're going back in time <laughs> yes we are we're actually in a delorean didn't you know i do know now and christopher lloyd is in birth by sleep as well wait is lloyd the uh inglorious bastards guy christopher lloyd is doc brown in back to the future oh okay or the adams family he was uh uncle fester he was in roger rabbit kyle he was the guy who scared the crap out of you and who framed roger rabbit when you were a kid how did we get on back to the future moving right along any final thoughts that's a lot of copies i I would like to see all those people fit in a room i I would like to see all those all those copies stacked in a room i doubt i'd ever make enough money in order to buy that many copies of a game you know it's not a total shame they're like 60 bucks a pop or 40 40, to 65 40 Yeah. yeah It sells numbers, but it's good to see it sold well. It means people liked it, and that probably means we will like it even more than we already think we'll like it. Yeah. All right. Fozzie, you want to take the next one? All right. So our next uh, news on the schedule is Kingdom Hearts Coded has ended. Uh, the final episode has just been released, and that's it for that show, guys. <laughs> that's it for that show, that, that game we never saw. Kingdom Hearts Coded, I never knew you. I never knew you. Was it an anime of some sort? No, or? no, it was like a cell phone game. Yeah, it was actually pretty good quality-wise. It was actually in 3D. Because Japanese cell phones are so much awesomer. Grumble, grumble. I still remember when having Snake on your cell phone was the best thing ever. Yeah, I, I do remember that. I was like, Mom, can I borrow that brick of a phone? I just want to play Snake for a few minutes at the doctor's <laughs> office. I know. Anyway, one thing I was wondering is, do you guys think it'll ever come to the West? I mean, we're getting better phones now. I'm sure the iPhone could easily run that. Uh, I seriously doubt it. There's no real way for them to control that. We're not big on games. We're big on new ways to text. I don't know. The iPhone sells a lot of games. Lots of guys being made like overnight millionaires because of the iPhone. But consider the type of games that they're selling. They're selling like games like Snake, where it's 
not really any plot line or anything. It's just a game to play. Well, actually, they, they're they starting to put out actual games like RPGs, full racing games, flying games. Just about anything that can go on a PSP is now going on the iPhone. Mm. There's even Assassin's Creed for the iPhone. So I, th- I think it's fully capable, and there's actually like 72 million iPhones out there or something. It's capable, but will it sell? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, because if you think about it, like kids in Japan have these phones to get coded. I don't know many kids who have an iPhone. I know kids who have crappy flip phones. Well, I know kids who have a who have an iPhone, but would a lot of them be interested in Kingdom Hearts? Because I don't know. I don't know either. I've never seen a kid younger than sixteen with an iPhone personally. Oh, I have. I watched a four year old with their own in church once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Coded will come out in North America, but I can see Square Enix Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts games coming out on things like the iPhone in the future because they've already been doing it. There's already Final Fantasies on the iPhone. Yeah. They're porting the PSP versions of Final Fantasy 1 and 2 to the iPhone. Oh, mm-hmm. sweet, yeah. man. And they were they were good games, so I'm going to get them. All right. So we know nothing about Coded still. Uh, probably never will. And People have been reading translations. That's about the best we can do. Yep. Yeah, but it's gone now, so you don't have to read any more translations. So less reading. Thank you, Square Enix. <laughs> All right. Our last bit of news is our longest. Um, Gun Gun Magazine uh, had an interview with Nomura himself. Props to HeartStation.org for translating the interview. So this interview, basically, the gist of it is that it hints like crazy at the secret movie without spoiling too much. And the one thing that I thought was of note without reading the entire interview out loud is that it sounds like they're acknowledging the fact that there were multiple Keyblades in Birth by Sleep's time period and that they'll maybe address why that didn't hold true by the time Sora first wielded his own Keyblade. It, it was it was like a forest fire of Keyblades. Yeah. It, it, well, not only that, but it was it was discontinuous. It drove me crazy. I was like, wait a minute. We they went to great pains to exp- to have you know Leon explain to you. There's only one Keyblade. This is really important that you're the only one who has it. I just did not understand why suddenly everybody's allowed to have one. Yeah. It's like even the genie had a freaking keyblade. It's like, okay, um, <laughs> where do we go from here? Everything will be explained in the secret movie. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, I mean, people have seen the secret movie. I'm sure it's out on YouTube. And this guy, he keeps hinting at more. Uh, of course. That's what, that's what producers are supposed to do. That's a good opportunity to read this this nice quote. It's kind of his last statement to the fans in this interview. Says Nomura, Since Birth by Sleep is the first part of the Kingdom Hearts storyline, I'd like it if you considered it as Kingdom Hearts Episode Zero. This title isn't placed as a side story with its storyline and battle system. It's actually substantial, like that of a numbered title. Also, there are secret movie-like contents in it. Since you could say that this is the true ending, I want you to see it by all means. By seeing it, you can tell how much farther the Kingdom Hearts story expands. Exciting. Hmm. He really wants us to see that movie. (laughs) Do everything that's required. (laughs) Do you think that with this game, it will spawn off into even more games during the time that like Sora was first going around um like Kingdom Hearts 1 do you think that there will now be separate side stories where you're like running into yourself (laughs) yeah the first game (laughs) I think they know better than to delve back into a time period they've already beaten a dead horse out of yeah if that makes any sense you never know I mean they did that with 358 over 2 but it was sort of a different perspective yeah but uh, what I would like to see is a freaking Kingdom Hearts 3 and see this series end with a bang. End. 
<laughs> because I don't want it to jump the shark ever because as of yet, it hasn't jumped the shark. Well, I'm sure from an outsider standpoint, this whole series is like sitting on the shark that jumps over things because it's Disney and Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> Because it's Disney, it's it's the Clash of the Titans capitalization to the max. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So yeah. I don't that concept doesn't enter my mind because I'm like I'm killing stuff with Goofy and Donald. So except it also feels like a really, if you really think about it, it's such a far fetched matching. Oh yeah, it is. And somehow they not only made it work, but they it's like wildly successful. <laughs> like what if it was like Hayao Miyazaki and Disney? That would be fun. That would be fun. They're practically one and the same already because Disney's always the one who localizes Miyazaki films, but... <laughs> I think what this is sort of doing, though, this isn't really a complete theory, but this is like with Final Fantasy VII, they did, uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII, then Advent Children, then another uh, unnamed crappy shooter sequel. <laughs> and uh, then they did the prequel, which kind of set up a lot of things for the future, this, the prequel being Crisis Core. Uh, what I see this is is Kingdom Hearts one, you know, original sequels, very good, and uh, you know that the other few games in between that's our Dirge of Cerberus and uh, Advent Children, though you know they're a bit bit, bit better. But uh, Birth by Sleep's Crisis Core really sets up for other things to occur in the future, and instead of them being out of left field, they'll make sense thanks to Birth by Sleep. So if we see a Final Fantasy seven sequel with Genesis in them, there we won't be like, who the heck is this guy? We're like, oh, it's Genesis. Moving on to the questions segment. And these are, of course, questions from our forums at GamingUnion.net. I'll take this first one from Mike. Simple question this time. Who is your favorite original character in Kingdom Hearts? Riku! <clears throat> I mean... Uh, I'd have to say Roxas. I'm digging Roxas. You know, he's, he's pretty smart. He, he's, got, he's got a good friend. And then, his, then he gets all screwed up, and I don't know what happens to him really after that. Like, I, I, you know, he fades away. And, uh, but. I'll go with Sora. Aw, yay. I don't know. I think Sora's cute. He's very endearing. Yeah, I liked him a lot in Kingdom Hearts 2. I liked him in Kingdom Hearts 1, especially... All right, the minute I started liking him was when I won the race in the very beginning on Destiny <gasps> Islands. That's right. I loved that part. And I was like, um, Excalibur, huzzah! Huzzah! Uh, th that's why I'm also excited for uh, Birth by Sleep because Van is in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've always kind of been a sucker for Riku, which is funny because I detested him through most of Kingdom Hearts 1 and especially wanted to strangle him when he stole my Keyblade. My second favorite would have to be Axel. Love the guy to death. I like Axel's voice. I don't know if I like Axel's character. <laughs> hey, Quentin. <laughs> Sup? Nah, I, I, I agree. Axel's really cool. It's. I wish he wasn't a nobody because he would probably... Be, well, actually, we'll see him as, not, as somebody in Birth by Sleep, so I take that back. I'll say Zexy, because he's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fozzie, I heart you. <laughs> All right, next question for the win. Okay, this is from Crimson Dragoon. Now that Kingdom Hearts is going towards a darker story, example, Birth by Sleep, do you think that Kingdom Hearts 3 should aim for older gamers? Hmm. If it doesn't, I'll be disappointed. Well, if if they start making the game for the person who originally bought Kingdom Hearts 1, who were a bunch of 14-year-olds who are now, you know, 20 or whatever, uh, if they keep doing that, they'll keep doing that trend. So when we're, like, 40, Roxas will be, like, a complainy, whiny, like, middle-aged man. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to have him interacting with a duck and a dog. <laughs> I remember thinking at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, when I saw Another Side, Another Story, and Deep Dive, how... It, the the tone of those movies 
were so much darker and Kingdom Hearts 2 never actually matched up to them. They it was decently darker than the first story, but it just it didn't give off the same vibe. And I'm waiting for the kind of really badass feel of deep dive to catch up with the series. I felt like um a lot of a lot more angst yeah. was apparent in Kingdom Hearts 2, especially with Roxas, because Roxas was like, oh, I hit my life. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Honestly, you know? I think Kingdom Hearts 2 is as far as they can go. If they make a really serious game, I'm just, I don't, I don't think I'll be able to take it seriously because it's full of Disney characters. And if Mickey is sitting around being depressed all the time and everybody's just depressed the whole game, I'm going to be like, this is so bizarre. But yet again, you consider the Harry Potter series. This is true. The Harry Potter series has gotten really freaking dark over the years. And Kyle uh, made a good point that the original fan base for Kingdom Hearts was between the ages of probably 10 and 14 in 2001, 2002. And now we're, uh, like, I'm almost 21, and I was in that group. They they gotta keep, I mean, I I do enjoy, like, a good G-rated Disney movie still, but, like, they can't make it, like, jumpstart third grade, (laughs) you know? Uh, Lauren, Lauren, I got, I got a question for you. Um, if Kingdom Hearts One came out like today, would you still enjoy it as much as you did back when you were fourteen or whatever? Well, to be honest, Kingdom Hearts is what got me into any of this, so that's kind of a tough question because I'm not sure if I would have gotten into any of that if not for it coming out when I was fourteen and impressionable. <laughs> so that's, I mean, theoretically, I think yes. But I probably never would have if it had come out at this age because it kind of came out at the prime age for me. Yeah, the thing that uh, I think is uh, Square Enix now lists Kingdom Hearts as one of their three main franchises. They have Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, and now Kingdom Hearts. Is their, like, their, their triple whatever. So I don't think they want to have it aged because they want this thing to last for decades and decades, just like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. So if they have it aged, then it's just it's going to get old, basically. And really mature, and I don't think that's where uh, Disney would want it to be. Yeah, and I think it's really good for Square Enix to have a game that's targeted at younger people because then they can lead them into their Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest franchises when they're older. Right. Yeah. So I think they might age it a tiny bit because Sora is going to age by a year or two. But I think that's really the only uh, amount it's going to age. It's going to age with Sora, not with us. And Sora ages. Like, one year for us is, like, six or seven years for him. Or, no, one one year for him is six or seven for us. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. And when he gets old, he'll get replaced. Yeah. Aww. Now that I think about it, I doubt that I would have bought Kingdom Hearts if it had come out now. Uh, I know I wouldn't have now. Well, I, I probably would have played it for review, but that's about it. I, I don't think I would. I mean, my tastes have gotten into more mature-type games, you know, Kingdom Hearts versus like Bio, a game like Bioshock. <laughs> it's kind of uh-huh. a vast difference. The one that I couldn't even get through the trailer without shuddering. All right, take the last one, Kyle. Sure, if you could pronounce the name. Kingdom. Perfect. So that person asks, "Are any of you guys spoiling yourselves for Birth by Sleep?" Nope, nope, and nope. Thank you for answering for me because that's exactly correct. <laughs> and if anybody spoils it for me, I will come hunt you down. <laughs> I, I spoil everything for myself. You know, I, I do with movies, and that's about it. I do that all the time. I don't do it with movies, though. That's the weird thing. I do not do it with movies, but with games, I watch the ending, and then I play the game. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've had to avoid 
some forums and some places like the plague to not be spoiled. I can't even watch Kingdom Hearts icon communities on live journal because they've had icons from the ending of Birth by Sleep up since the day after it came out. Yeah. No, no spoils. Why? Because, um, well, at least in my case and probably Lauren's, uh, we like being surprised. And Marina's too. Marina's not spoiling either. So I'm alone in this endeavor. So how, have you spoiled yourself yet? Are you going to spoil yourself for Birth by Sleep? Probs. Probs. <laughs> if anybody's on the SS Fozzy, I mean, you can totally, you know, hop on. I have cookies. <laughs> there are cookies on the dark side. Yeah, there's a spo- I think there's a few spoilers threads on Gaming Union about it. So I've been like, they better watch their titles or I'm going to freaking ban some people. Yeah, right? I don't spoil because it's kind of with Birth by Sleep too. It's, you know, each character is, they look at least like they're 18 or something. Um, and it's a bit more mature. So I, I like the uh, the anticipation I have for seeing the story. It's kind of, you know, magical to a degree. To witness a story as it happens and it knowing it's a quality story going in makes it even better. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so that's the end of the questions segment, and you guys can ask us whatever you want, Kingdom Hearts, gaming, podcast, site, forums, whatever. You can go sign up on the forums on Gaming Union, go to the KH Union questions thread in the podcast forum, and ask away. So now we have arrived at our outro. You can find Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on GamingUnion.net, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Next Tuesday's episode will be Final Fantasy Union. And the next Kingdom Hearts Union release will be on Tuesday, February 23rd. Whoop, whoop. And if there's any changes to the schedule, we'll let you know on either Final Fantasy Union, Minigup, or Twitter. Twitter. We now have like almost 600 followers. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I've got way more followers than I am watching people. Yeah. That's when you know you've made it. You know you've made it when you have more followers. <laughs> Thank goodness. I had no other indications of if I had made it or not. <laughs> not my parents being proud or, you know, people <laughs> saying thanks and stuff. Nope, nope, nope. Graduation? Nah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. um, also, this is another reminder. I know I said this once already on the last episode, but once again, if you want to meet me and Marina, um, if you're going to CutsCon in the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, um, me and Marina will be there, and you can literally walk right up and say hey, because that's what everybody's done so far, <laughs> yep. including Marina herself when we met her the first time. Lots of high fives and other fun stuff. Lots of high fives. Hugs. We, we, we would love to talk. We're, we're seriously, we're not bad people. <laughs> and a, again, a special thanks to Brian for uh, becoming our podcast producer. We'll have him on an episode soon. Indeed. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, if you need to find me and Marina... Tsubasa Friday, Fully Cooley and Gundam on Saturday, and Gurren Lagann on Sunday, but we're not saying what. Okie dokie. So that's the end of our podcast. What? Yay. All right. So you guys want to say your goodbyes? Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm Lauren saying goodbye. This has been a Tweaks Music and GamingUnion.net production. <laughs>